God, our highest praise, it belongs to You, Lord. God, You are trustworthy. God, we can take You at Your Word. God, we can stand on that Word that is a firm foundation. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I am thankful tonight that my hallelujah is reserved for one. Amen. There's a lot of people who put a lot of other things on the throne of their heart, but my hallelujah belongs to Him. The King of kings and Lord of all lords. Amen. It is my highest praise. Amen. It's so good to be back in the house of the Lord again tonight with all of God's people. Amen. What a great, great service we had here today. Amen. And I am thankful for all that God has done. Amen. If you would turn with me quickly to Psalms chapter 55, verse 22. I'm just going to read one verse of scripture there. And then we'll move around to 1 Peter 5 and Leviticus chapter 1. And they'll have it on the screen for you. Psalms 55 verse 22 in the Passion Translation said, So here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of your Lord, and measureless grace will strengthen you. The King James Version says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. 1 Peter 5 and 7 echoes this saying, Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Say, for me. He cares about you. He cares about your welfare. He cares about the desires in your heart. He cares about everything that you've been going through and every storm and every trial. He cares about your praise. He cares about your worship. He cares about the sacrifices that you bring. Leviticus chapter 1, verses 9 and verse 13 says, But his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water, and the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. He shall burn it all. Verse 13, But he shall wash the inwards and the legs with water, and the priest shall bring it all and burn it upon the altar. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. Now whether it is your praise and your sacrifice, or whether it is your burdens and your cares, and your worries, you have the same responsibility to bring it all. Bring it all and burn it all. Bring it all and cast it upon the Lord. Bring it all and lay it down at an altar. Bring it all and lay it down at His feet. Tonight, for just a little while, I want to preach to you on this subject. Bring it all and let Him work. Bring it all and let Him work. Father, we love You. We thank You for Your presence that is in this place. God, I pray that You would help me to deliver this Word, God, that I feel that You have laid on my heart for this night. God, You know who's here. You know who may be watching online that needs this Word tonight. I pray that You would help me to do my part. God, I pray that You would anoint these lips of clay. God, let Your Word be in my heart and in my mouth, O oh God. And let it fall on these ears into their heart tonight, O oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. You can be seated in the house of the Lord tonight. We come tonight with a wagon loaded down. No, we cannot all see what you have tonight in your wagon. And we cannot see the true load that you have been carrying, whether you're a father, 
that's trying to provide for your family or you're a mother that's doing her best to get all the chores done and make sure everything is decent and in order or you're a student trying to make good grades and trying to live right in a dark world or you're a child that's here tonight wanting to live for God and wanting to do your best to get the gift of the Holy Ghost. We all come tonight with a wagon that is weighed down carrying lots of stuff. Responsibilities and dreams, callings, burdens, heartaches, failures, hurts. Now I can't speak for everyone here tonight, but I can tell you from experience, toting around a wagon can be tough. Whether that is literal or spiritual, carrying around something and tugging and pulling Navigating all of the paths of this life is a daunting task at times. And we do our best as we carry it with us everywhere that we go. It's got all our prayers, all our dreams, all our concerns, all our hurts, all the issues that we've dealt with. And we carry it around with us everywhere that we go. This particular wagon has two seats in it. Telling me that this wagon is built for two people. But it has pulled more than two people in it before. We were at a zoo with my brother-in-law and their two kids. And my sister-in-law plus Sarah and my three boys. And this particular zoo had hills everywhere. I mean steep hills. And it's all fine and dandy when you're going downhill, we think. But going uphill is a whole nother journey. Going down the dirt paths and trying to make sharp turns with these little ones can be a chore. But the problem was we had rented one wagon that had two seats with five people who wanted to ride. Six if you count me. It was what we would say more than any of us could bear. It was exhausting. It was a day of uphill battle, pulling these children in the buggy that we had. But the problem was not the wagon. The problem was not the people in the wagon. The problem was not the person pulling the wagon. The problem was there was more in the wagon than the wagon intended on having. And I have come to somebody tonight that has been pulling around a lot of stuff that God never intended for you to have to tote around with you everywhere that you go. That you've been walking and you've been showing up to church faithfully and you've been toting this wagon around, pulling stuff that you were never meant to pull around for as long as you've pulled it around. And we have our reasons and we have our hurts and our doubts and and we have a list of things of why we have done what we have done. And I'm not here to shame anybody tonight. I'm not here to blast anybody because if we were going to be honest tonight, every hand would go up in this place if we have said we've held on to some things that probably slowed us down. It probably was a distraction. It probably helped us not make progress but actually slow us down into a place we did not intend to be. We are living in an overwhelmed world. Everyone is trying to keep up. Everyone is trying to stay above water. Everyone has depression. Everyone has anxiety. Everyone has this disorder or that disorder. And I'm not shaming anybody tonight. I'm not talking about anybody that deals with those real life issues because they are real. And we've seen them and some of you have even faced them. And I'm not making light of them tonight. But we come to God saying, Lord, you said that you would never put any more on me than I could bear. Yet here I am tonight, God. And I feel like I can't even lift my hands. I feel like I can't even pray. I feel like I can't even experience breakthrough and see what you have for me because I've been pulling all of this stuff around and I can't bear the load that I have. 
And I wonder how often God comes down and begins to look at our wagon and saying, I didn't give you that. I didn't put that on you. I didn't put that expectation in your wagon. I didn't tell you that this is the way you needed to go. I didn't put this on you. Don't, don't talk to me about God. You said, I didn't put more on you than you could bear. I gave you everything you needed to succeed. I equipped you for revival. I equipped you for peace and joy and love and happiness. I equipped you with the fruit of the Spirit. I equipped you with gifts of the Spirit. I gave you Holy Ghost. I gave you anointing. I gave you favor. Now there are other things that have weighed you down. There are other things that have come into your life that distracted you but that's not on me I didn't ask you to carry this all the way here if you're burdened and overwhelmed with more than you can bear maybe we need to take a look tonight and maybe we need to get real with the wagon that we have been toting around and do some self inventory and say is this really necessary Is this hurt that I've been harboring really worth me carrying around all of the time? Is the depression that I have kept in my wagon really worth me holding on to? Is this job that I have, is it really worth me clinging to? Is these these issues that I have kept in my wagon, is it worth me toting around all night long weighing me down? Or are there some things I need to get rid of? We have to be willing to let God into the process and work in our lives like He desires. Revelation 3 and 20 says, I stand at the door and I knock. And after three tries, I just kick the door down and I come in and I do what I want to do anyways. Well, that'd be a lot easier. For some of us that are stubborn, for some of us that don't get it, for some of us he's been trying to work with, it would be nice if God just said, you know what, I'm tired of waiting, your life's a mess, let me come in and fix it for you. That would be wonderful. But he said, I stand and I knock. I stand and I knock. If any man, say if, if any man hear my voice, and open the door. Then I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. If is an awfully big word to only have two letters. But God is saying, Look, I, I want to come in, I want to heal. I want to restore. I want to get involved in the process and help you. But somebody's going to have to get up. And somebody's going to have to open the door. Somebody's going to have to let me work and do what it is I want to do. You've brought the wagon. You've come tonight into the house of God with your burdens and your cares. You've come tonight with your praise and your worship. Now somebody's got to let me do what I do best. And somebody's got to let me receive your praise and receive your worship. And you've also got to let me take care of your worries and take care of all the cares that you have. And let me do what I do. Let me be God. Let me heal what needs to be healed. Let me fix what is broken. Let me restore the homes that are shaken and are falling apart. Let me be God. We hesitate for so many reasons. If we went through this room tonight, we would get all kinds of responses on why we have delayed. We all have our wagons, some more noticeable, and some carry things in their wagon that you cannot even fathom the hurt that they have had to endure, the thing that happened to them when they were a child that nobody else knows about, that they have harbored in their wagon for a very long time, issues that they face that nobody knows about. Some go through things that we would never dream of, but we all have a wagon tonight. Some of it is necessary. Some of it, we say, would... We would give anything to get rid of it and lighten our load. And God wants to do that for somebody in this place tonight. But the question is, will we let Him? 
Whoa, Brother Landon. Will we let God? That sounds scary. Like we have a say in the matter. He's God. He can do whatever He wants. I don't have to let Him. If He wants to heal me, He can heal me. If He wants to deliver me, He can heal me. If, if, if I'm supposed to be set free, He could have already set me free by now. Hear me tonight. What God wants to do and what we let Him do are two different things. What God wants to do in your life and what you let Him do in your life are not the same thing. I'll even say what we want God to do and what we actually let Him do are usually two different things. Because we come with our wagon and there are some things we don't mind bringing to an altar. And there are some things we don't mind getting rid of and being exposed and being noticed. We don't mind the little things that aren't that embarrassing. But there are still some things that we've kept hidden and we, we've kept in our wagon that we don't want anybody to notice. And so we keep it there and we just go on our business. But if you really want to let God work, if you really want to let God move, then there's some things that we've got to say, you know what, I've just got to be willing to lay it all down. I've got to be willing to start unloading and, and lay it all down, to expose everything, to just get it out there, every hurt, every bitterness, every bit of anger, every bit of frustration, every time that something happened that I, I had expectations here and what happened was way down here God I release every bit of it we talked about it a few weeks ago that rich young ruler had an opportunity of a lifetime God wanted to save him God was grieved in his spirit when that rich young ruler walked away because what God wanted to do could not happen because the rich young ruler would not let it happened. We bring the wagon with us. We cart it in. Bring it to church. We let it sit on the pew with us. We take it to the prayer room with us. Altar call comes and we bring our wagon to altar call. But we don't ever really deal with what we are really carrying. We bring it all. That's not the issue. We bring it all. But we don't surrender all. He told the priests in Leviticus regarding their praise and their worship and the sacrifice that they would bring to bring it all and to burn it all. We have it. It's here. I brought it, God. Here's my wagon. Here's all of my stuff, all of my problems, all of my worries, all my concerns. It's, it's here. I brought it into the house of God. But we don't truly give God an opportunity to really get down to the issues that are at hand. Maybe it's because if we let God answer it. Maybe it's because if we really let God get involved in the process, it might uncover some things that I forgot was even there. Maybe it's because we don't want anyone to see what we're actually carrying. Maybe we know what God has tried to do in us, but we refuse to let Him because some things would have to change. If I really let God start unloading some of this, and I really let God start dealing with some of these things in my life, that there's some things I might have to let go of, and, and some commitments that I might have to make, and, and I might have to enter into another level of commitment with God, and I'm not sure if I'm really ready for all of that yet. Maybe we know what God has tried to do in us and so we refrain and I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's greed or fear or doubt. Maybe it's embarrassment. And we can put whatever label we want to put on it, but we limit ourselves from what God really wants to do in us. We come and we may not box God in. We feel good about letting God do whatever He wants to do, but we box our wagon in. God, you can do whatever you want in me. Right here. Stay right here. And hear me tonight. You can 100% limit God. 
Psalm 78 verses 34 through 42 says, When he slew them, then they sought him. And they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that their God was their rock and the high God their Redeemer. Woo! Glory. Nevertheless, they did flatter Him with their mouth and they lied unto Him with their tongues. For their heart was not right with Him. Neither were they steadfast in His covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. How oft did they provoke him in the wilderness? And grieve him in the desert. Yea, they turned back and tempted God. And limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited what he was really able to do in their life. Oh yeah, they had their moments where they sang praises. Yeah, they had their moments where they went through the routine and had church and did what they were supposed to do. But then came Monday, or then came Friday, then came the mistake, then came them doing whatever they wanted to do. And now they have put themselves in a place where they have limited what God was really able to do in their life. Time and time again, He shows up wanting to help, wanting to give grace, wanting to give mercy and they played their game and yet when it came down to it they limited him because they would not let him do what he really wanted to do in their life because they had their plan because they had their agenda they had their mind made up what they wanted to do and how they wanted to live and how their ideas of life should be And God is sitting there saying, no, I've got something so much greater for you. I've got a promise for you and your family. I I wish I could show you tonight what I really have in store. And I wish you'd really, really, really let me get involved in your life. And let me work and let me get into the mess and get into all of this stuff because I want to help you. We come with a wagon full of reasons full of hurt but what a tragedy to bring your wagon that's full of hurt into the presence of the one who can heal every hurt and walk out with your wagon still full of hurt what a tragedy to bring in a load of sorrow and tears and sadness And you come weeping in the presence of God. And yet you walk out of the presence of the one who can give you everlasting joy. The one that can put a new song into your spirit. And a smile back on your face. And you come with your wagon and you leave with it just as full as when you got here. What a tragedy that would be. Oh, we bring it. But we don't give him opportunity. You see, just like the kids that climbed in that wagon that day, it was not their problem. It's not our problems that limit God. It's not our issues that are his hang up with us. It's not our handicaps that frustrate him. It's not our lust or greed or anger or bitterness or our past that causes Him to sit there saying, I I don't know why you can't get this. It's our unbelief. It's our unbelief that God can't do this or that God won't do this. That I am too far gone. That what's in my wagon is too big for God. Or what's in my wagon is too small for God. 
And we have all of these things that we come to God and all of these reasons and God, you can't, you, you can't do it. And we have this unbelief that creeps in and God, I, I believe that you're able, but not for me. I believe that you're a healer, but God, you can't heal me. I'm too far gone. And, and all of these things come into our mind and it's what we heard about today. That thought creeps in and that unbelief comes in and, and it takes over. And so now, not only do we have a wagon full of stuff that we need to get rid of, but now we are facing that situation where we just accept it that it's always going to be full and I'm always going to have to bear this burden and there's never an escape and there's never a way out and that's why so many people in our world today are facing suicidal thoughts and they're facing depression like they've never faced before and heartache that they've never faced before because they're carrying around a wagon and they have convinced themselves, that God cannot help them, that God cannot redeem them, that God cannot make a way. It's not just people outside of these walls. There are people that come and sit on a pew and lift their hands and sing about the goodness of God. But when it comes down to it, they've brought everything here, but they really haven't let God work. They've let God touch them and they've let God move on them in a Sunday service but they really haven't let God change the trajectory of their life where they've completely made a 180 and they are now teaching Bible studies and now they're out there so winning and now they're out there hungry from God. I'm not bashing anybody. I'm not here calling any one person out. I'm saying there's got to be that moment where we let God really work in our lives where we don't care what's in there. We're ready to empty the wagon. We're ready to get it all out and say take every bit of it. Make me whole. Make me complete. Take away the depression. Take away the hurt. Take away the pain. Here it is God. Every part of it. Everything that I have to offer. Hebrews chapter 3. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. If you have unbelief, God doesn't say that's just your mind doing tricks and that's just you. He said that is an evil heart. There's something in you that's evil. He goes on to say Moses and those that did not enter into the promised land. And he's talking about that situation in verse 19. So we see that they could not enter in because God wasn't able. They could not enter in because those giants were just too big. They could not enter in because their past was too dark. They could not enter in because, well, they showed up late to the party. Well, they could not enter in because of all of the stuff that was in their wagon. No, he said they could not enter in because of their unbelief. God said, I have promised this land. I have told you you can possess it. I have told you it is attainable. I have promised some of you some things and I have told you it can be true. I have told you you can experience it. But here's the deal. If you don't believe it, then you're never going to get to experience it. If you don't really believe that it's for you, then there's nothing anybody can say or do. The man of God can't help you. You're neighbor can't help you. Your spouse can't help you. You've got to make up in your mind. God, I receive that word. I will stand on that promise. I don't care how many giants are in that land. I don't care what we may be up against. If you promised it, I want to obtain it. And I want to walk in it, God. Don't let unbelief creep in. I can't worry about all this right now. If there's a promise then I want it. Was he going to do it? Is he going to heal me? Is he going to set me free? Is he really going to do all that he said he wants to do? 
Well, it doesn't hurt to ask, does it? It doesn't hurt to ask Him, God, would you heal me? God, would you restore me? God, would you help me to sort through some of this stuff that I've been carrying around in my wagon? Would you help me? And we don't, we don't want to ask God. We don't want to trouble God because, because of all of our reasons. And so we don't want to get into all of that. And we don't want to ask God those things. Well, what if He says no? What if God tells me no and He lets me down? What if I need healing in my leg and I say, God, will you heal my leg? And what if He says no? You're going to have a hurt leg either way if He says no. If you don't ask Him, I can guarantee you, you're going to have a hurt leg. Well, I don't want to ask Him if I, I can be restored. If you don't ask Him, you can mark it down. There will be no restoration. But I wonder tonight, if you asked Him, if you did say, God, would you heal my leg? And He came down and He said, Yes. Yes, I would. If you came tonight with hands lifted and said, God, would you help me with some of this? And he said, yes. If you gave him the opportunity and he said, yes, would you let him do what it is you ask him to do? Would you really let God come in and change your life and move in you and minister to you? We like to quote John chapter 14, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The next verse, If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Boy, we love that. That gives us faith and makes us want to ask. But read what verse 12 said. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth, on me if you want me to do the things that you ask me to do then you better believe me for it if you want healing in your body and you ask me to heal you you better believe that I can heal you you better really get that into your mind that I'm able to do exceeding abundantly above whatever you ask or think. I am able to take care of the stuff in your wagon. I am able to take on all your cares. I am able to take on all of your burdens. I'm able to take it all. We bring it all, but we don't offer it all up. Listen, if God can separate the tares from the wheat. And if God can separate the sheep from the goats, then I'm pretty sure He knows how to decipher what is the sacrifice you're offering up to Him and the care that you are casting on Him. He's not going to get those confused. He's not going to look at this mess that you're bringing and, and the burdens and the cares and thinking you're offering that up to Him and saying, well, that's the best I got. This limp sheet, this broken sheet, that's all I've got, God, I'm sorry. But if you come with your cares and your burdens and you lay it down at your feet but you will also come with your sacrifice of praise and you will also come with your sacrifice of worship. God said, I know how to separate that. I know how to take care of that. I didn't ask you to figure it all out. I didn't ask you how to determine what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. What did I ask you to do? I asked you to bring it all. I asked you to bring me the bad. I asked you to lay down the burdens. I asked you to lay down the weight but I also said bring your praise bring the best sheep bring your best offering bring the best that you have to offer me I'll take care of the rest let me work you just bring it and let me be God you just bring it and let me work and let me handle business when the fire comes I know what to consume and I know what to leave behind I know when it's in the fire what will burn away and what will only become pure in that fire. You just bring it. 
You just bring it into the fire. You just set it down at the altar. You just set it down at my feet. And let me work. And let me do what I do best. We have a wagon full. And we come in singing. Let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our trouble. Some of y'all don't know this, but it was once upon a time. I can say this because my mom and dad aren't here tonight. But we had what we called a, a monitor in the closet. Yeah. We had a monitor in the closet. And we had a cassette player and radio. And get this, I even was around for a little bit when we had a record player. And that record player every once in a while would get hung up. And it would repeat itself over and over and over again. It was either scratched or dirty or probably just needed a good hit every once in a while. But we get like that sometimes. We come in singing that song, Let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about our trouble. Tell him all about our trouble. Tell them all about our trouble. Tell them all about our trouble. And that's all we do. Is we just come into the house of God. And we just moan and complain. And we just talk to God. Well God I have this issue. And God I have this problem. And God I have this hurt. And, and God I have this in my wagon. And God I have this on my... And we just over it. We're like that broken record that just can't get off of it. And we're doing show and tell with God. And we're saying well God here's this trouble. I've had it for five years. Here's this trouble. I've had this one for twelve years. And this hurt. And this bitterness. And I can't seem to let it go. And we're just telling God all about our troubles and God saying I'm not just interested in you telling me about them are you going to let me get involved and help you through your trouble are you tired of being on repeat are you tired of being stuck in that place of just moaning and complaining and crying out to God and saying "All right, change that tune take that record off God I'm not just going to tell you about it I want you to do something about it. I want you to help me out of the trouble. Help me escape these thoughts in my mind. Help me escape the hurt and the depression and the anxiety so that I can enter into a season of praise and of worship. God, I've brought it. I brought it, but now I'm ready to leave it. Now I'm ready to let you work and let you be God and let you reign in my life. Talking to Him doesn't make it right. Letting Him work in me after we've talked makes it right. The song didn't just end there. It had more to say. It said, He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. Somebody say, He will. He will. But here's the key. If I will let Him. We bring everything with us. But do we turn it over to Jesus? Do we really let Him move? Do we give Him space to operate? Or do we downplay who He really is and what He can do? Are we like those in His own hometown when He goes and they said, Isn't this just the son of a carpenter? Isn't this the one His brothers and His sisters, they mingle with us and we hang out with them from time to time and we see, it's just, it's just Him, right? And we downplay what this God is really capable of coming in and doing in your life. That He's just here every Sunday. He's here. We see Him every Sunday moving and, and working. And Yeah, that's, we're, that's common. We're used to all of that. We see Him touch this one and touch that one. Their wagons were so full of stuff. They needed a true touch from God and they didn't even know it. That is evident in their unbelief because as we heard earlier, it meant they had an evil heart. An evil heart. 
when they said we could not enter into the promised land for the giants were too great and they would overtake us. And we, we say, you know, they came back with this negative report. God said, no, I consider negative. I consider doubting evil. It's an evil thought. And here I am in the presence of my own. And I'm wanting to work. And I'm wanting to touch their life. And I'm wanting to get down to where they really are. Not just on the surface of some of these cute little problems that we come with. But I'm wanting to really get in there and take some stuff out. And really deal with some stuff. But there's a problem. Matthew's a whole lot nicer about it. Matthew says he didn't do mighty works there because of their unbelief. Matthew didn't want to throw anybody under the bus. Matthew said, well, he just didn't do anything there because they they didn't believe. But Mark chapter 6 verse 5, and he could there do no mighty work. He couldn't. He wanted to. But he could do no work there. Save that he laid hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. He came down. Will you let me deal with this? No, God. Here, here's a... You can have this piece. You can heal a few sick folk. You can do a little bit here and there, but we don't want you really getting into our issues because you're just one of us. You really can't do anything for me. You really can't help me because where I'm at... God, I've been here too long and God, the hurt is so real and it was a long time ago, but it feels like yesterday. And God, I'm carrying around this load with me everywhere that I go and it's part of my life now. I wouldn't know what to do if the wagon was all of a sudden empty. Oh God, don't ever let it be said of us that you could not do what you really wanted to do because we didn't believe that you could or that you would. God, don't ever come to Greater Life Church wanting to heal somebody and wanting to save somebody's soul and wanting to get down and deliver them from the depression and deliver them from their wagon and the load they've been carrying. But we sit here with our arms folded not really thinking you're going to do it and, and not really taking you at your word. Psalms 37 and 5 says, Give God the right. This is the Passion Translation. Give God the right to direct your life. Give God the right to direct your life. And as you trust Him along the way, you will find He pulled it off perfectly. Perfectly. Let God work. Let God do what He wants to do. Don't come in with your wagon and say, okay, God, well, you can take this part and you can take that part and and you can take this problem and you can deal with that person anytime you want to. But God, anything, everything, all of it, I surrender everything, every thought, every worry, every concern, every issue that I've been dealing with. God, I really want to surrender it all to you. And here's the heart of the matter. There's not anybody in here that does not really want God to do that for your life. I don't believe you would be here tonight if in your heart of hearts you did not really want what God has for you. But the problem is the walls that we've built. The problem is the hurt is too deep. The problem is we think we're the only one with a wagon full. We think we're the only one toting around hurt. And we're the only one toting around all of this extra weight. But again, 
if we were going to be very honest tonight and say how many of you feel like the last few months and the last few years you've been struggling just to come into the house of God sometimes because the weight that you've been carrying has been too much. Because the pressure of this world and trying to keep up with everybody and and the politicians that we're dealing with and the world that we're facing and and the issues and the agendas that's being pushed and, and it's more weight and more weight and more weight and we come and we drag it all into the house of God and we're just crying out just thankful to be here where we feel His presence but God is saying oh I want to do more for you than you just feel my presence I want to relieve you of the load that you have been carrying I want you to come and lay down all of the burdens I want you to come and lay it at my feet I want you to experience true freedom like you haven't felt in a long time. I want the weight that you've been carrying on your shoulders. I want you to come and I want you to lay it down at my altar. Don't just bring it with you. I'm glad it's here tonight. I'm glad you brought it here tonight so that you can leave it. I'm glad it's here with you tonight so that God can do something with it. But I ask you again tonight, church... Will you let God do what He wants to do in your life? Will you bring what you have tonight and say, Here it is, God. Everything I've got, I lay it down at Your feet. Let's all stand all over this house. Psalms 5 and 3 in the Passion says that each and every sunrise, you will hear my voice as I prepare my sacrifice of prayer to you. Every morning I lay out the pieces of my life on the altar and wait for your fire to fall upon my heart. A piece? No, all the pieces. Every part of me. My whole life. My dreams. My plans. I lay it all down. Psalms 39.6 We live our lives like those living in shadows. All of our activities and energies are spent for things that we pass away. We gather, we hoard, and we cling on to our things. Piling them up in our wagon. Oh, I need that. I might want to be mad at somebody someday. I might want to have a reason to cry someday. I might want a reason to just hurt one day. I'm going to hoard on to all of these things and I'm going to collect them. And it says, we load ourselves down with things that really do not matter in the end. Only to leave them behind for who knows who. Psalm 66 and 15 says, I'll throw it all the best I have to bring I'll throw it all into the fire as the fragrance of my sacrifice ascends to you bring it check we do that we can check that off our list every time we go anywhere we take it to our job we take it to school We take it everywhere with us. We take it into our home. All our problems, all our issues. But can we leave it all? Can we finally rid ourselves of some hurt and some assumptions and some things that have attacked us? God, help me not to just give you my cares and burdens, but God, let me give you my best worship and my best sacrifice. And Lord, don't let me walk around thinking I have to carry this all around. For you said I could cast it at your feet. Not only could I, you've asked me to because you care for me. I want somebody to hear that tonight. He cares for you. The weight that you have carried, the burdens that you have carried, God is asking you tonight, will you let me 
work in your life? Will you let me move? Will you let me heal that hurt that's there? Will you let me empty the load that you've carried? Will you let me do the work I've wanted to do in you for so long? Whether you're a child in this place or even an elder, God is looking at your life tonight and He's saying all you've got to do is come to an altar and lay it all Bring it all. Children, if you've never received the Holy Ghost before, the best thing you can do tonight is come to an altar and say, God, I give you all. I lay it all down, God. If there's anything in my heart that's not right, God, from the youngest to the eldest tonight, we're going to repent. God, we're going to lay some things down tonight at an altar. And I open these altars right now for anyone that wants to come. You can find a place where you are. Come to the front. But I want us to all find a place. And I want us to repent. Like you did that first time. Like you did when you were a child. And you wanted the Holy Ghost. And you wanted God to really work in your life. God, I'll come again even like a child. God, here I am, Lord. You see the ugly. You see the hurt. You see the problem. You see every situation. God, right now, I kneel at an altar or I kneel at my pew. God, if there's anything, God, that I'm carrying around, Lord, that I need to lay down tonight. God, I bring it all, Lord. God, every circumstance, my past, I can't change it. God, but tonight, Lord.